Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs and welcome to another edition of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and my name is derek diamond uh, it's doesn't it still feel like we haven't been here in a while or is it just me i don't know i've been so busy the last couple of weeks <laughs> that it just seems like everything is kind of meshed together and i've lost complete track of time can't believe dude it's already like what's today's date to like the 9th september 9th holy crap we're already almost halfway through September already. Jeez, what what is happening? I'm August, ready for like I, snap I, my fingers and August was gone. I know. <laughs> I'm just ready for the uh, for the weather to get cooler. Uh, oh man, break out a nice light jacket. I know that sounds so nice right now. Well, it, it's like um, it's like an oasis here in the South. That precious couple of months that we have of actually yeah. decent weather. Whereas, like, you can feel comfortable in jeans and a light jacket or shorts and a T-shirt. It's, it's paradise. Yeah. But we don't have it very often. Well, they lied to us and told us it was going to be cool weather this week, like two weeks ago, and it never came. So uh, we were lied to. We were. I don't like it. We were, un- unfortunately. Because I'm hearing, like, out, out west, like in Utah and Colorado, it's like 35 degrees right now. And I'm like... Why? Why can't we have that for a day or two? Just a day. That's all I need. Just a day. Just one day. That's. <laughs> I I would even take an afternoon. Yeah. Just I would take a cool, like October or November afternoon at this point because it's it's like impossible to go outside right now. I know. Because you walk outside and you feel like you're gonna die. <laughs> uh, I hate it. I hate it. I want to. I want to move uh, to. So, a... Alaska, where it's I, dark six months out of the year. <laughs> so I mowed my lawn Monday morning, and when I went outside, it was like within 10 seconds, I was already sweating. Ugh, it's gross. And I have it to work awful. out in this crap every day. It's awful. I hate it. Ugh. <laughs> That's disgusting. Whew. Yeah. So how's your week been? How was your, your I know you've been busy. You were really busy this last week. Yeah, we were actually talking before we started. This past week actually felt almost like a homestand with baseball. It's just with constant stuff that's going on. So we we put this video together for uh, what's called the Golden Bobblehead Award, which is given (laughs) to the best promotion from any minor league baseball team in the country. And we opened up our stadium as an Airbnb destination uh, back during the early summer. So we basically staged like a group staying in the Airbnb and we, we shot it, you know, like cinematic style where it looked really good. And then we had to you know, make some last minute changes to it before we submitted it off. And it took me quite a while on Saturday to do that. So that that took a lot out of me. Yeah. So it's just between that and then balancing out the normal stuff that I have to do. Same. <laughs> It's it, it's been a while, but so far this week hasn't been too bad. Yeah. What about you? Uh, about the same. Just working a lot. At least I had a three day weekend. But like I said, it wasn't enough. I need I need a good week or two vacation. That's why I, I like Christmas so much. I get two weeks off for Christmas, and I all I want to do is just lay on the couch and play video games. That's all I want to do. I've been playing Mad Max a lot lately. I started up my game again on the PS4. Uh, I don't know if you ever played Mad Max for the PlayStation. Mm. Holy crap, that game is good. Because I played it for a long time, and then I stopped and and just took a break from it for about a year and then went back to it this last week. Played it a lot over the weekend. I really like that game a lot. Well, I know this will be part of our first story that we talk about, but uh, Mario All-Stars was mm-hmm. released on the Switch. So I, I played that. Uh, quite a bit, uh, specifically Super Mario Brothers 2 over the weekend. And I, oh, yeah. I'm so glad that that 
that all-star collection is on the switch now because i know we we reviewed it a while back on the show and you know we both rave about it so it was good to be able to actually like lay on my couch and play that game yeah i popped it on for a little bit played some super mario brothers 2 on it the other night and uh, didn't play for too long but i'm just i'm so glad that's on there now Mm -hmm. but uh but let's go ahead and talk about that let's move into the news shall we yes sir Big story for this week is Nintendo announces Super Mario remasters and much more in Super Mario Bros. 35th Anniversary Direct. This is from NintendoLife.com. Nintendo finally lifted the lid on what must be the gaming industry's worst-kept secret of 2020. Super Mario's 3D adventures from the Nintendo 64, GameCube, and Wii are coming to Switch in the form of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Super Mario 3D World is also on the way. Uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Um, updated with AD, HD visuals for Switch and now uh, available to play on the go. Here's the lowdown. Um, the official press release says uh, optimized versions of 3D Mario games, uh, Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy are coming to the Nintendo Switch in one package. Um, higher resolutions, um, optimized for smooth gameplay on the Switch, um, an in-game music player mode to play the music and songs from all three games, um, they can also listen on their Nintendo Switch systems when the screen is off. A limited production of Super Mario 3D All-Stars launches exclusively for the Switch on September 18th and will be available until approximately March 31st, 2021. Um, and we both kind of was, I think everybody was a little bit um, confused when they did the whole limited time thing, which I kind of get it because I think afterwards they're just going to, not be available all in one package. You'll have to get them all individually after that. I don't think they're going to like take the games away after doing work to, you know, up-res them and do everything they've done. So I think you'll still be able to get all three games. You just won't be able to get them all in one package. And I completely agree on that. You know, it would make no sense for them to just remove all the games after a certain amount of time. So I think between the 18th and March of 2021, you'll be able to get all of them in one package and then you'll have to, you know, pay for them separately. Yeah. Uh, after that date. But uh, funny story, this actually broke the day after we did last week. Yeah, show. I know. <laughs> I saw it that morning and I texted you and I'm like, of course it would happen mm-hmm. the day after we do the show. But I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. You know, I, do I wish they were full remasters? Yes, but yeah. it's kind of what they did. They did this with the Banjo-Kazooie series on the Xbox Live Arcade, where it still has the polygonal look, but it's like they threw a bright coat of paint on it. Yeah. And that's essentially what it is, but, you know, I haven't played Mario 64 in a long time. I haven't played Mario Galaxy in a long time. So I'm, I'm stoked to play those games again, and I, I think it's a very good thing that, nintendo's doing this oh yeah i'm excited to play galaxy again on on the switch i like i really like galaxy everybody seems to love part two i never played part two which it's, hopefully it's really good hopefully that will come too uh at some point um makes and, you wonder if they're gonna do something like this with zelda next year because next year's the yeah, 35th anniversary i'm of sure that they will i'm i'm wondering if they're gonna do like you know an all-stars version of um the original Zelda 2 and A Link to the Past where they up-res them like like the way they did Mario All-Stars where they, you know, all new graphics and everything. I'd love to see a complete redo of the original Legend of Zelda. That would be awesome. Oh, for sure. It would be cool if they did maybe a two, uh, two separate packages. Mm-hmm. One with the original run of games like you mentioned with the original Zelda 2 and Link to the Past then maybe do a 3D version and include, you know, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and maybe, like, Skyward Sword. Oh, yeah. Because Skyward Sword hasn't gotten the remaster treatment. They did it with Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Yeah. And, and I know they did the Wind Waker version for the Wii U, so it would be cool if they just ported that over. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't. And then it's got to lead up to next holiday when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and more... That they had come out. Mario Kart Live Home Circuit 
created in partnership with Velen Studios, uh, brings the fun of the Mario Kart series into the real world by using a Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Switch Lite system to race opponents uh, using a physical cart. The physical cart responds to boosts in-game and in the real world, stops when hit with an item, and can be affected in different ways depending on the race. Uh, players place gates to create a custom course layout in their home where the only limit is their imagination. Um, let's see. It launches on October 16th at a suggested retail price of $99.99. I'm not, I mean, I'd love to have one, but I'm not that interested in that. Not for $100. Like, it, it looks cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I really liked what I saw from it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I'd rather, I would rather get the All Star Collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's uh, just me. If I were a kid, I would absolutely like want this in a heartbeat. I agree with Rampage and Mixmaster in the chat room. Rampage says we de- we need a Legend of Zelda remake in the style of Resident Evil Two remake. That's what I'm talking about. Like completely oh, take the original awesome. Legend of Zelda and just completely redo it for the Switch system. And Mixmaster said, hopefully Breath of the Wild 2 will have dungeons. Yes, I yep. want dungeons back in Legend of Zelda. That was my biggest critique of Breath of the Wild. Mine and too. the shrines were fun, but there's nothing like completing a, a full dungeon yeah. in the Zelda franchise. So if you take the open-worldness of Breath of the Wild and you throw in, I don't know, like, I don't know X number of dungeons, mm-hmm. I, I will be <laughs> a very happy camper. Yeah, me too. Let's see, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Multiplayer Mayhem pounces on a Nintendo Switch. Enhanced Super Mario 3D World, which originally launched for the Wii U system, features co-op gameplay both online and through local multiplayer and a variety of creative levels. Additional details about what new things the game has to offer will be revealed later. Um, It launches for Nintendo Switch on February 12, 2021. New Amiibo figures, Cat Mario and Cat Peach, will also be released at the same time as the game. Uh, Did you ever play 3D World? I did not. Wait, did I? I played New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii, but I never played Super Mario 3D World. It's essentially like a classic Mario game just in full... 3D. Hmm. It's it's a lot of fun. You know, it it almost reminds you of like a modern day Mario Brothers 2. That's with new power ups. It doesn't really specify what the Bowser's Fury aspect is going to be, but Mm -hmm. again, this is one that you know I really enjoyed 3D World. Yeah. Whenever it came out, I don't think it really got that much attention, at least from what I remember. But Again, this will be another one that I probably pick up because it's a fun game. And, of course, the last one that seems the most interesting to me, uh, Super Mario Brothers 35. Super Mario Brothers with 35 players. In this competitive online battle game, 35 players will compete to be the last Mario standing or running. Enemies defeated will be sent to other players' courses, but that also works the other way around. Players can activate special items to try and outpace their opponents. Uh, It launches October 1st as a digital-only game exclusive to Nintendo Switch Online members. The game will be playable until March 31st, 2021. Then what happens? I didn't even read that part. That it's only playable until March 31st? I want to play this in the worst kind of way. I know, but why are they just completely getting rid of it in March? Is that what what that means? I would like to think that maybe by then it will be popular enough to where they're like, you know what? You guys just keep playing it. <laughs> like that okay. to me, that makes absolutely no sense. Hmm. Absolutely zero sense. But the, this reminds me of Tetris 99. Yeah. And I think that's why I want to play it because Tetris 99 can get nuts. Yeah, I know. And I, I can imagine I, this would get just as crazy. I love Tetris 99. Um, now, when you get into, like, the top five of oh, that yeah. game, it's just, like, it's impossible to react <laughs> to. I just ever got was six, and I was just, like, I was shaking because it was going so fast. I was like, I can't do it anymore! <laughs> like, I don't even know if my, like, 20-year-old self would have those reflexes to do that. <laughs> um, and then there's some Super Mario events going on. 
Um, from now until March 2021, there are many events to mark the 35th anniversary. Um, by completing Super Mario-related missions on My Nintendo, fans will have an opportunity to earn rewards, including a special pin set. Pins are available while supplies last. This promotion lasts until March 31st. Um, learn more by visiting the official website. Um, and from September 8th until September 22nd, Mario Kart Tour will have a Super Mario Kart Tour event with special appearances by Mario, the Super Nintendo version, and Donkey Kong Jr., the Super Nintendo version, from the original Super Mario Kart game. That's Let's cool. Let's see. Um, historical Super Mario items and 35th anniversary-themed merchandise will be available for purchase at the Nintendo New York store and storenintendo.com during the month of November. And I hope I get to take a trip up to uh, New Jersey this uh, Christmas to go visit our good friend Joey Image, and we're going to go to the Nintendo store in New York. That's like that's been something I've been wanting if, to do for a while. If that happens, I might uh, send some money your way. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> to, uh, to get me some stuff and more. There's a 35th anniversary themed Ninja Speedruns course coming to the Super Mario Maker 2 game in November. Later this year, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will have an in-game online tournament using Super Mario Bros. series fighters, stages, and items. Uh, Super Mario-themed Splatfest is coming to Splatoon 2 in 2021. Uh, Keychains will be available as a My Nintendo reward closer to the Splatfest. Um, T-shirts will be available for purchase uh, already online now. Um, Let's see, uh, March of next year, Super Mario-themed furniture will be available in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, Super Mario products, um, uh, themed products will be hitting store shelves later this year. Uh, Puma RS Dreamer Super Mario 64 basketball shoes will be available September 4th. Um, available at Foot Locker, Champ Sports, Puma Stores, and Puma.com. Good Lord, so much stuff. Um, Monopoly Super Mario Celebration from Hasbro is now available at retailers worldwide. Jenga Super Mario sets from Hasbro are, are available at retailers. Uh, the It's a Me Mario action figure from Jack's Pacific is now available. Um, Black Milk Clothing inspired by Super Mario will be available at blackmilkclothing.com starting at 5 p.m. Eastern on October 5th. A, look, a lookbook sneak peek will be available on September 29th. And, of course, all the Lego Super Mario stuff now is now available at retailers worldwide. So, it is the good time to be a Mario fan. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. But, honestly, why not? You know, it's only for the most iconic video game character of all time. So, it's cool that all these companies are partnering with Nintendo. And, you know, they're kind of going all out from merchandise to action figures. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was a Mario Jenga set. I didn't either. And I don't even play Jenga. <laughs> and I want it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want all this stuff. Yeah. I know I in no way have the money to get it. I want those Pumas. That's what I want. I want to know what they look like. I know. Do they have a picture up yet? Let me see if there's a... Uh, let's see. Where I looked that? the other day, and I didn't see one, but I very well could have overlooked it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have a link. So I, I think we talked. Didn't we talk about this a couple last week, I think? Yeah, we talked about it last week. Yeah, they it, there the was a Twitter link, yet. but it had been deleted. Yeah. Whew. That no, was I'm, a... I'm, I'm stoked for this. Like, I, I'll have to look into the um, the Smash Brothers tournament because Mario is one of my go-to yeah. characters. I'm I mean, I know to... I would get destroyed, but I'd still love to try it. I'm ready to play the Super Mario Brothers 35. This is going to be fun. We need to do a stream of this. We do. Yeah, both of us need to play it. Yeah. As soon as it comes out. I would be out. totally down with that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, On to the next story. You thought we were done with Mario news. <laughs> oh, but there's more. Oh, but there's more. Tell me more, Derek. This also comes to us from our friends at NintendoLife.com. Nintendo is resurrecting its Game & Watch line to celebrate 35 years of Super Mario, you don't say. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has revealed that it's releasing a special Game & Watch system to celebrate 35 years of the Super Mario Brothers series. Based on the original LCD-based handhelds from the 80s, this limited edition model will come with a color display and directional pad and will include Mario Brothers, the Lost Levels, and a version of the Game & Watch title, Ball. 
uh, device will also function as a clock, just as the original Game & Watch devices did. Uh, it will contain 35 hidden secrets in honor of Mario's momentous birthday, and it will launch on November 13th, 2020, and will cost $44.99 in the UK. I like this thing. I hope I can find one. I would love to have one of these. I might have mentioned this on the show a couple of weeks ago, but there was a Game & Watch collection for um, the Game Boy. way back. It was called Game & Watch Gallery. And it had a lot of the old Game & Watch games on them. So that was kind of my introduction to like, that franchise mm-hmm. or that genre of video gaming. But I, I'll definitely look into getting this because, you know, just the little snippet that you saw on the Direct looked really cool. Yeah. I hope if this thing does well, they do others. Like, they bring back, like, Donkey Kong, all the There was of, a Zelda one, too. Yeah, the old Game & Watches. Like, I... Wish I could run across these. My brother actually ran across one not too long ago at an estate sale and was like, is this thing worth anything? I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course it is. So he picked it up, and uh, I don't know what he did with it. I guess he turned around and sold it, but uh, I would love to come across some old Game & Watches. That's actually a great trivia question, is what was the first uh, handheld system Nintendo made? Yeah. It was, it was not the Game Boy. Let's see. For our next story, is this... Mario theme? It is not, but this one is <laughs> Nintendo-related. Uh, um, from nin- uh, NintendoLife.com, of course. Retro Studios hires industry veteran to help steer Metroid Prime for development. Um, Retro Studios has hired industry veteran Dylan Job to aid the development of Metroid Prime 4. Um, his resume is impressive. He's worked on Doom, Twisted Metal Black, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and served as director on Sony's ambitious PlayStation 3 title, Warhawk. Um, he joined earlier this year and is listed as director of development, Development, which means he's ultimate release, ultimately responsible for the title schedule, scope, and product quality, as well as performance evaluations of team members and li- liaisoning between departments to meet goals. So, this guy seems to have a pretty good track record under his belt. And even if you're not a Call of Duty fan, Modern Warfare is a great game. Doom is a great game. Twisted Metal Black is a great game. Hopefully, he will be able to, uh, you know, get this thing back on track. And we can have it by next Christmas, hopefully. Maybe, if we're lucky, next summer. I don't want to sound like a broken record because I know we just spent... A good chunk of time talking about all the remastered Mario games that are coming out. I don't think it would be a bad idea to remaster the Prime Trilogy. Yeah. And uh, release that to satisfy the Metroid fans while Metroid Prime 4 is still being developed. I think the 35th anniversary of Metroid is what, in 2022? When did the original Metroid come out? Was it 86 or 87? I want to say it was 87. Metroid. So let me see real quick. Let's see, Metroid oh. came out in '86. '86. So next year will be the 25th anniversary, along with Zelda. So if they or 35th anniversary, I mean, if Nintendo gets their ass in gear, they could have a pretty good year with 35th anniversary collections, which we would all Dude. buy, <laughs> no questions asked. They have the chance to make a, pardon my language, but a shit ton of content Mm -hmm. for the year 2021. Will they do it? Who knows? We'll see. But I I would love to see it. Because I've been, every now and then, like I've been thinking, and, and more frequently over the last few weeks, I've really been craving going back and playing the original Metroid Prime. Yeah. I, 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 I do to. want to review that, you know, sometime relatively soon. But um, we do have one more story, but uh, this was actually from uh, who sent this to us? Axe Blade 07. I think we're going to save this one for next week because this isn't a really uh, time sensitive one. It's about the new battery free Game Boy, um, but we are running a little short on time. So sorry, Axe Blade. We will push this one to next week. We will talk about it next week. And we'll go ahead and go into this month in video game history, shall we? Yes. 
September 20th of 1984, uh, Elite, an an influential wireframe 3D space trading game offering a then-unique open-ended design, is published by Acornsoft. With a name like Elite, it better be good. Yeah. I kind of like the cover. Reminds me, it should be like the cover of like a, a military movie. Yeah. Something like that. Very, very 80s vector graphics, kind of like a little Tron esque. Tempest, Tempest esque graphics. Yeah. I've never played yeah, it. I, I, would, I would say so. Uh, next up, we have September 13th of 1985, because we haven't talked about it enough. <laughs> Nintendo releases Super Mario Brothers for the NES in Japan, which eventually sells 40 million copies making it the best-selling video game of all time until 2008. That is crazy to think Mm -hmm. about. It introduces Princess Peach, who was originally known as Princess Toadstool, Toad and Bowser to the Mario series, as well as common enemies and power-ups, including Goombas, Koopas, Super Mushrooms, which were originally known Hmm. as Magic Mushrooms, Fire Flowers, and Starmen. It also popularizes the side-scrolling platformer format. When did she change from Princess Toadstool to Princess Peach? I want to say it was Mario 64. Okay, because I still because refer it, to her as Princess Toadstool sometimes. At the beginning of the game, you get the letter from her, and she says, you know, yours truly, Princess Toadstool, Peach. Ah, okay. And I remember that was the, I think that was the first time. Max that, Master uh, says, who's Super Mario? Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a shame that yeah. it didn't really go on to do anything. Yeah, it was a failed franchise for Nintendo didn't really do anything. I mean, I'd like to find the person who came up with the idea and introduce them to some pavement. <laughs> uh, September 12th of 1986, Hudson Soft releases, releases Adventure Island. I liked Adventure Island. I, didn't I re- review Adventure Island for the show? I think you might have. I think I did. Because I, I, I do would like to get to uh, Super Adventure Island one of these days. The the cover art looks very familiar, so I know we've at least talked about it before. I think I did review it. I, I may do a stream of that soon. It's Not a, a bad game. idea. Let's see. September 28th of 1990, Capcom releases Mega Man 3 for the NES in Japan, introducing the characters Rush and Proto Man, and Mega Man Slide is also introduced. Woo, gotta love the Mega Man Slide. You know, we've talked about that uh, through a few of the different games that we've done, how going back and playing the original almost seems like a beta version mm-hmm. of what we commonly know. Like, I use Crash Bandicoot as the example, because yeah. you have so many more abilities in the sequel. Then you go back and play the original, and you're like, why can't I do any of this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Same, I mean, even going back playing Me- Mega Man 2, it's like, ah, this, if this game had the slide, it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, a perfect Nintendo game. Uh, let's see, September 23rd of 93, Sonic CD is released for the Sega CD. Features the first appearance of Amy Rose and Metal Sonic to the Sonic the Hedgehog series. One of the most beloved Sonic games in the entire franchise because you essentially, in a way you have three games in one. And I, I know I talked about this when I reviewed it, but you have present mode and then you also have the ability to go in the future and the past. Yeah. So you can play different iterations of every zone. And the crazy thing is, in addition to the 35th anniversaries of Metroid and Zelda, next year is also the 30-year anniversary of Sonic. So there's going to be a lot to talk about in 2021. I love this next game. Uh, September 24th of 1993, Myst is released for Mac OS. And I actually didn't know this. One of 1993's key games with many interesting facts, including that until The Sims took the top spot with 6.3 million games sold in 2002, Myst was the best-selling PC title on record with 6 million units sold since its launch. To date, the franchise has sold over 12 million units. That's crazy. I'm. Uh, didn't they do a Myst remaster for mobile not too long ago? Let me look at this real quick. It should say it on the article. Mm, let's see... Development. Yeah, it has. It's listed under Android. Yes. So yeah, it had to have, and also it's listed as iOS. So okay, yeah. Oh, there's been Apple as well. Lots of remakes for it. They did an updated version in 2000. 
they've put it on console and handhelds. Nintendo DS had it for in 2007. PlayStation Network, uh, PS1 Classic, PlayStation 3 and PSP. Oh, it's been, yeah, there's no short shortage of ways to, to get Myst to play. The cover looks pretty cool. Oh, I love Myst. If you like those, it was one of the best kind of point-and-click mystery adventure. I wouldn't, well, I guess you'd call it an adventure game, but it's more kind of just like a mystery, like, point-and-click type of thing so I guess you'd call it an adventure game yeah it's not real action based or anything it looks like the poster for like an animated adventure movie yeah it does <laughs> I I dig it I dig it a lot actually uh, Mixmaster's in the, uh, the, the chat room screaming Sonic Boom <laughs> Sonic Boom Sonic Boom I won't sing the rest of it I don't uh, want to drive all the listeners away. Let's see. Uh, on September 22nd of 99, Capcom releases Resident Evil 3 Nemesis for the PS1. I did play Resident Evil 3, but I did not like it as much as the uh, Resident Evil 2. That seems to be the popular opinion with Resident Evil 3. A lot of fans of that franchise say that 3 is not the greatest of the yeah, franchise. It was okay. It was just kind of mediocre. It didn't really suck me in like part 2 did. Yeah. But a game that is not mediocre to close mm-hmm. us out for this month in gaming history on September 30th of 1999, Naughty Dog releases Crash Team Racing for the PS1. Naughty Dog. <laughs> Naughty Dog. So there have been a lot of racing games that have tried to copy the formula of Mario Kart, mm-hmm. and very few have succeeded, but Crash Team Racing was one of them, because in addition to having really cool courses, it had a legitimate storyline to it that made sense as to why everyone is driving and racing hmm. instead of doing your typical platforming stuff. They remastered this game, uh, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Didn't you review it, or you played it, or something? I haven't reviewed Crash Team Racing yet. I've only reviewed... I, I reviewed the uh, Insane Trilogy, oh, which is yeah, just yeah, Crash yeah. 1, 2, and 3. The Crash Team Racing was a completely separate deal. It is one that I do want to review at uh, at some point. But, um, yeah, Ram- Crash Team Racing is a really fun game. Rampage I, says, I would recommend uh, anybody who hasn't played it try it. Rampage says his girlfriend wants another K.K. Slider impersonation, so... <laughs> I haven't uh, played great. that game in weeks. I have to stay away from it. Uh, I part of me still wants to play it, but I'm like, I I just don't. I don't think I can do it. At least oh, not right now. And Rampage, I I didn't ask. Is just your wife or girlfriend? I I don't want to. I said girlfriend, but I just assumed, and I don't want to make an ass out of me and you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and move into the Patreon shoutouts before we go into the uh, the review for tonight. Absolutely, as always, we want we want to shout out our awesome patrons over at Patreon dot com slash Nerd Cave Retro. We want to shout out Armez Jackson, Axeblade oh seven, Daniel Salmon. John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Randy Bailey, and the newest addition yes. to the Patreon family, Mr. Tyler Watson. Woohoo! Thank, thank you guys so much, and sorry if I yelled way too loudly on that, but <laughs> thank you guys so much for your awesome contributions, for keeping the lights on for us. Uh, we do need to set the recording date for our um, next commentary. Yes, we which do. Which will be Mortal Kombat, which I'm very, very much excited for. Mortal Kombat! I can't wait. But yeah, if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon, just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Yet another tangent. Do you remember the Mortal Kombat commercial back in the 90s when Mortal Kombat was being released on the home consoles? It was people just running through the streets and dudes were screaming Mortal Kombat. It's kind of crazy. If you want to see a weird and creepy uh, commercial, look up the Japanese Link to the Past commercial. 
Okay. <laughs> you should do that after we finish recording. I think I want to do a stream of uh, old video game commercials this weekend. Oh, I will I will be there for that. Awesome. I'm going to look and see if there's a playlist. There's got to be a playlist somewhere. Yeah, it's there's been some really good ones. My favorite of all time is still the original Smash Brothers. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that's yeah, a good it, commercial. <laughs> yeah, that one was fun. Like it, growing up, you know, like in that era, seeing like all those characters fight each other, I was like, it was great. <laughs> I might do that this weekend. That sounds like fun. But let's go ahead and move into the uh, the review for tonight, shall we? Let's do it. Guardian Legend is a 1988 hybrid action adventure shoot 'em up developed by Compile for the NES. It is a sequel to the 1986 MSX game Gardic and was published and released in Japan by Irem in 1988, in North America by Broderbund in 89, and in Europe by Nintendo in 1990. It incorporates gameplay elements from other games such as Legend of Zelda, Metroid, and 1942. Uh, the player controls a lone protagonist, the Guardian, who is on a quest to destroy a large alien-infested world named Naju before it re- re- reaches the planet Earth. The player must deactivate ten safety devices scattered throughout Naju, thus activating the alien world's self-destruct sequence. The player explores Naju in a non-linear fashion and can acquire different weapons during the course of the game. Uh, it w- received mixed reviews from magazines such as Electronic Gaming Monthly and Nintendo Power. While it has been praised for its impressive graphics, memorable sound, and responsive controls, it has been criticized for its repetitive gameplay and complicated password system. You can say that again. It has since been considered a classic example of a multiple genre game that set a standard for others such as Sigma Star Saga. Um, I do agree with the the game uh, periodicals of the time that it looks great. It sounds great. The controls are tight, but it is unforgiving in how it does not hold your hand for anything. It doesn't explain anything. Like I was, uh, I did a stream of it on Sunday and a couple of our listeners were there watching and, uh, yeah, I kept doing a, the Swedish chef, like Mixmaster says, we got to hear the password voice from the stream. I kept doing the st- Swedish chef voice every time I had to uh, get a password because apparently it was like in Swedish or something because there's like umlauts and like um, letters, numbers, lowercase letters and like, like I said, umlauts and like all kind of different symbols and I'm just reading the passwords like and <laughs> uh, that's exactly how it was I like how are you supposed to write this down as a kid because we didn't have cell phones to just take a you know a quick snapshot of the screen you had to write these bastards down and you're having to write like umlauts and like you don't know if it's an o or a zero or you know it's just and an, a one or an I, like what is happening? Like why would they do this, especially for a game this long? Like I played it for probably for for two hours, two solid hours on Sunday, and I got like one level in, and there's like ten levels to this game. I'm like, why would you not put a battery backup system in this game? Because it did have a very uh, a very um, blaster master vibe to it, as in it's kind of a, a mashing of different genres. Like it said, there's the the shooting parts that are kind of like 1942 or those overhead shooters. Then you had your exploration part with the overhead view, kind of like you're in a dungeon, but you're kind of in a you're in this planet, and you're in a maze, and you're having to like 
a map system that's sort of like uh, Ninja Turtles. And, of course, you've got, like, different um, separate, like, uh, super weapons, I guess. Like, you've got your one main weapon, and then you get, like, power-ups throughout the game. So you can go to your select screen and pick the different weapons that you can use. But the game is so confusing. Like, we were playing it. I was playing it on Sunday, and none of us knew what to do. Because I was asking the chat room, like, what am I supposed to do? Somebody help me. And I was even looking up a, a walkthrough, and it was no help either. And I, it was one of those games that seems like if I was, if I had played this as a kid, I probably would have loved it because I put would have just sank an entire summer into this game, like you know, Legend of Zelda or Blaster Master. But doing it as an adult, I just. I don't have the time for it, man. I don't have the time to just sink into this game and explore. No, and I can understand games like that. You know, like when I was growing up, I loved exploration games, RPG games. But as I've gotten older and just all the other you know stuff that I do, it's like there are RPGs that I want to play, even mm-hmm. some from the SNES that I missed out on. But I just don't have the time to like, sit down and do it or if it's one that i know if i'm going to do it like say to review for the show i have to plan it out like almost a month in Mm -hmm. advance yeah so that i have time to actually sit down and play it so no i i can understand that but that was the thing as soon as i stepped into the game i was like man this seems like one of those games that just you just had to you have to put time into it to kind of figure it out like uh, no really kind of just figure out what to do like it took me forever to figure out how to um get past the first level and you know the, you, just going through the 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 maze or whatever you go you open up these portals and some of them are open some of them are not some of them have symbols on them and the way to open up the ones that have symbols you have to defeat certain bosses and then you get a key and whatever the key has on it like a half moon or you know, whatever symbol is on it, you'll be able to go in that door to go into the next section. It took me uh, like an hour and a half to figure that out (laughs) until I finally figured out from there's these blue ghost ball looking dudes that you run across sometimes. Um, Just happen to run across them in a a room like you're like, oh, here's a portal I can jump through because there's no barrier. So you jump through and there's a dude that he either sells you stuff or... He gives you, um, uh, you know, advice on how to get through the game. And, and one time I came across, he's like, you need to shoot the door, which I didn't even know what it was a door because it's a flat plane, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I have to shoot that to go into the next level, to go into the next, you know, flying phase, which the game had some pretty cool uh, transformation animation for the main character. And I'm like, man... Why couldn't we have a Transformers game that did this? Like this game has a pretty cool transforming aspect, like animation to it. We could have done that for a really cool Transformers game on the Nintendo, I think. That was kind of a missed opportunity. Has there been any good Transformers games? I don't think so. I don't even think there was a Transformers game for the Nintendo. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any Transformers game period. Let me let me just I'm sure there has been one. There had to have been one maybe as like a movie tie-in. Okay, I do there was not a Nintendo game for um that's surprising actually. Yeah, you would think that would be something well, that All the would... other stuff they adapted. Yeah. You would think that Transformers would have been on that list too. I mean, you had a GI Joe game, you had Oh, wait, they didn't even have a ThunderCats game, did they? Let me look at that. Thundercats NES game. There was no Thundercats game. Wait. Oh, Tyler says good Transformers games, War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron on PS3 and 360. Oh yeah. Um I never played those, but I really wanted to. If speaking of uh Transformers, I ju- did just watch the new uh Transformers War for Cybertron on mm-hmm. um Netflix. Highly Highly recommend it. It's so good. And it's only like six episodes, six or eight episodes, and they're like 24 minutes apiece. So very quick watch. 
I will check it out since you said it was good. I, I was waiting to hear like some type of review of it. It's really if you, good. If you, if you say it's good, I'll check it out. I, lo- I like the storytelling. It takes place entirely on Cybertron. I love the the kind of uh, the animation they used for it, like the uh, the cell shaded kind of animation for it was really cool. Um, there mm-hmm. was a Thundercats game, but it was for the Atari ST Amiga. Commodore 64 and Z and ZX Spectrum uh, in 1987. I don't know why they never put that on the Nintendo. That seemed like it would have been a a great Nintendo game to have at the time. Yeah, you would think so. Hmm. That's interesting. You do not want to see the Mark Wahlberg movies, uh, Mixmaster. They're terrible. <laughs> They're awful. Why would you want to put yourself through that? I think it's a. I think we should try to transform It's a transformer. It's a transformer. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, and not necessarily to defend those movies, but to be honest, minus elements of the original, I didn't really like any of them. Yeah, I. That's just me. I liked the first one when I saw it in the theater because I just wanted a Transformers movie so bad. But then on subsequent viewings the cracks started to show and I was like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> this is a Michael Bay. This is very Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, <laughs> but back to the guardian legend. I honestly, I only played it for a few hours. I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than I think if I had more time, I would enjoy it because it seems like that type of game that, Blaster Master style, where it, uh, you know, genre mashing kind of game, where the the controls are are pretty good, you know, pretty tight, and the the graphics are really good. The the music's really cool for this game. Some of the sound effects, like the shooting um, uh, sound, are kind of great on your nerves after a while. But it's one of those things like you have to shoot so often that it just kind of your brain shuts it out after a while. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just one of those exploration-type games. I think if you have a lot of time on your hands to just, you know, just go through the game, play it at your leisure. Like, if this was on the Switch and you had save states, probably would be so much better. And, um, because that save, that password system is just, that ain't gonna cut it (laughs) for this day and age. But they put this on the Nintendo Switch, I'd be down to play it over the course of a couple of weeks, you know, like put a few hours a week into it. I'd be down for that, but until they do that, I'll probably, I, I, I probably won't touch it again, but I'm not even yeah. going to give it a grade, honestly, because I really didn't give it that much of a, a real chance because I only gave it a couple of hours. And I'm going to say like, I don't know what they were thinking with the, uh, <laughs> the box art for this game because it does not reflect the gameplay in the slightest. Like, you look at the Guardian Legend US box art and it looks like Wizards and Warriors or something. Like, It makes me think of what might have been like the album cover for a hair band. Yeah. Around that time. Or like a, a, an obscure heavy metal you know, yeah. power trio <laughs> kind of band, like, like I don't know, like, like Rush or something, like along that 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 vein of band. Yeah. It just doesn't look like it, it. This game is so different from the cover art. I think that's what really turned me off from the game as a kid. I, that cover art really didn't. You know what it reminds me of? That movie. Um, oh crap! What was that movie? Uh, Dreamscape. You ever see Dreamscape? Yes. Yeah. With the snake dude uh, on mm-hmm. on the cover with Dennis Quaid, like that's what it reminds me of, and I think that's why I didn't like why this game didn't really uh, appeal to me because it's not a very good color scheme for the box art, and it just doesn't reflect the game at all. I think if I'd have played the game when I was a kid, I probably would have bought it. But I think the cover art's what really kept me away as a kid. Well, I mean, just from a design standpoint, you know, you've got like your reds and blues and a little bit of yellow and mm-hmm. some orange mixed with the the top half, and then the bottom half is just like a straight yeah 
yellow and it just it doesn't go well together it's not pleasing at all if you were to make like the the bottom half if you were to make that black mm -hmm. and then make the guardian legend text like a nice red yeah then i think it would look a lot better and maybe put the ship on there somewhere like you see the eyes in the background with the the lightning and everything just put like the ship like that she is, that she changes into, like, flying towards the eyes or something like that. Just something to kind of give you a, an idea of what the game is. Mm -hmm. So I, that's, from an, an artist's, like, uh, art standpoint, uh, you know, I have a degree in art, and this is not pleasing. And as are, weren't a lot of Nintendo covers back then. Seemed like they didn't really put a lot of thought into them. Some did, but some didn't. We've got to do our list at some point. Top five worst video game cover arts. I think this would go on that list, honestly. I mean, it's it would be a cool cover if it was for something else entirely. We could always do that list as part of episode 200. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I mean, Mega Man's definitely number one on that list. I don't yeah, think there's I, I, any game worse than that. Yeah, you'd be tough-pressed to find one. Yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Me neither. Um, Not off the top of my head, but I know there are some that are just awful. Yeah. But, um, but I think that's about all I have to say of it. Um, Ed Samrad from... Uh, what does it say he was from? I think Electronic Gaming Monthly... He called the game a Blaster Master clone and only average at best. Um, so that, yeah, I could see that, but not really. I mean, Blaster Master is a genre mashing game, but I, you know, I love Blaster Master, especially the remake that they did a few years ago, Blaster Master Zero. If they, now, if they did a remake of this game like that, like they did uh, Blaster Master Zero and did a Guardian Legend. Zero, oh, I'd be totally down for that. Like, that was... And I still want to get uh, Blaster Master Zero 2 for the Switch. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really have any ratings down here for the game. It was kind of before games were rated like that. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are just saying it. It, it won Nintendo Power Awards in 89 for uh, Best Graphics and Sound, Best Play Control, and Best Overall. But it did not win the top award. Um, oh, let's see. It was nominated. It didn't win. Uh, nominated for Best Graphics and Sound, Best Play Control, and Best Overall. But it did not win uh, any top awards. Um, Nintendo Power par published a partial walkthrough for the game in the 1989 issue. I would have had this issue, but I don't remember that being in there. Wish I still had all of my Nintendo Powers. Same. I love that magazine so much. Yeah. Um, yes, great. Mixmaster, Mega Man with the gun. That's the one. <laughs> yep. Gross. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say on Guardian Legend. I'm not going to say anything bad about it because it's not a bad game at all. It's just it's not it's not going to hold your hand. Walkthroughs aren't really going to help you because it's an open world type of game. Just you really need to have. Just read up on the game before you start playing it, not like I did, and just going blind because you're not going to know what to do. It's not handholdy at all. It just throws you right into the game. And uh, once you, once I kind of figured it out what to do, I started to like it a little better. But I'm, I might give this another chance one day, especially if it comes to the Switch or whatever. Um, but it, I, I got to have save states for this type of game. I can't just go... Yeah. You know, it, I can't play this in one sitting. I'm too old. <laughs> I'm too old for it. Yeah, and plus the passwords. Yeah. British British Yeah, that, that ain't going to work. No. Mm -mm. Nope. Oh, man. But that brings us to the end. Derek, is there anything else you would like to uh, talk about before we leave tonight? Sure, so for next week's show, I will be reviewing World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse Ooh. for the second Genesis. I reviewed Castle of Illusion earlier this mm -hmm. year. I like that. And game. I know uh, Nate, uh, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, had mentioned that on Twitter a while back, and I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to review that game in a few weeks. So next week I will be reviewing that. I'm excited to play it. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I like the Castle of Illusion, so if World of mm-hmm. Illusion is anything like it, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. How many more uh, Thursdays? We have, after next week, we have one more Thursday before we get into October. And we've mm-hmm. got five, wait, why am I thinking Thursday? Wednesday. So we got one, we have three more Wednesdays, and then, uh, I was, I don't know why I was thinking tonight was Thursday, why we record on Thursdays, because I was excited. I thought we had five shows in October, we would just have four. Never mind. Yeah. We still got to figure out um, how we're going to do the whole... Because um, I still want to do the, like, you know, coinciding with your show and or this show and my show. Yeah. As far as what we talk about the week of Halloween. Yeah. Because we've got we, uh, quite a plan surprise of what we're going to do. Yeah. Sort of like what we, we did last some time, year. So. Yeah, sort of like what we did last year with the, the Halloween franchise where we split it up between this show and the Derek Diamond experience. Yeah. I enjoyed that quite a bit. So it's I, I love when shows do that. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh well, here's here's part of the conversation, then the conversation will continue on, you know, the the other person's show. Yeah. So And I'm gonna be streaming lots of Castlevania for October. Uh Castlevania one, probably two because I know, for some reason, two's getting a resurgence on Twitter lately with love. So I'm going to go back and give it a fair shake. Get a walkthrough. Yeah. Go through the game. Give it a real, you know. Because as bad as that game is, to me, it still has a lot of nostalgia. Because that was the first Castlevania game I played by renting mm-hmm. it. But then once I played the first Castlevania, I was like, holy crap, this is good. But I'll go back and give it another shot. Yeah. Well, and of course, as always, you know, check out the Derek Diamond Experience podcast every Thursday on all podcasting platforms. And you can follow me on all forms of social media at D Diamond Podcast. Uh, don't forget uh, the Open Micers podcast, too, on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock right, right here on my Twitch channel. Uh, tomorrow night is Ernie Kennemeyer, who's going to be at the Cypress Tap House on September 19th here on the coast, and I will be hosting that show. You can go to uh, go to facebook.com uh, slash landmasscomedy, and you can click the link uh, for that show, which will take you to the Eventbrite page to get tickets for it if you want to go, if you're in the area. Uh, it's going to be fun, and Ernie's a really funny dude, and uh, we're going to have him on tomorrow night to talk about the show. Um, other than that, that's about it. Uh, Rampage said he never beat Castlevania one, only super Castlevania, but that's a feat in itself. Defeating super Castlevania. That game's hard. That game gave me fits when I reviewed it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I ever beat super. I never beat super Castlevania four ever. I might have to stream that so I can beat it. Finally. I liked playing it. Yeah. It was just brutal. Yeah. That game. Uh, then we played the Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, oh, uh, and I played Ghosts and Goblins a couple of Halloweens ago, and I don't ever want to go through that again. <laughs> Those games yeah. are too damn hard, man. No, it it was nuts. Yeah, absolutely nuts. Oh, and uh, Tyler Watson is in the uh, the chat room right now. Thank you for being the newest uh, Patreon supporter. Thank you, sir. Golf clap. And uh, because of you guys, we are going to do Mortal Kombat this month. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, you will get it before everybody else. But we're not going to tell you when we're going to do it. It's just going to be sometime between now and the end of the month. And you guys, you Patreon people, you'll get to listen to it before everybody else. But let's go ahead and get out of here. What do you say? Let's do it. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jakefunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. And we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, where if you go over there and throw us a couple bucks a month to keep the lights on here at the Nerd Cave Retro Studios, we will do the commentary tracks every single month. And this month, like we said, is Mortal Kombat. Last month was Street Fighter. And I still want that smoking jacket. 
And uh, if I get that smoking jacket, I'm going to wear it on every single one of my streams. And if you can't give us a couple of bucks a month, leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are sold. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Master Blaster runs by the town. You blow it!